On the Arizona Sports Line, before we get started today, Shane, a heartfelt apology from both Dan and myself that uh, you had to sit on hold and listen to that abomination of a sports update from Jared. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't even notice you did a great job, Jared. Yeah. No, that wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jared, I love it. Uh, hey, good win last night for the Coyotes in Nashville 4 2. I'm uh, looking at recent uh, results. 11 points in the last eight games, and I know things have been cyclical because there's been a lot of dry spells for this particular team, but you know they're in one of those good spells right now, Shane. Yeah, I mean, they do not quit. As a group, they don't quit, and it's uh, I think it's a testament to the coaching staff and to the guys and the fact that they believe that no matter what the situation is and what is kind of being said about them, they find ways to win games, and um, I think it's... Uh, it's just it's it's fun to watch. And I made the announcement yesterday. Andre Turney uh, backed it up that uh, Jacob Chikrin's going to be off the ice uh, while some trade things are worked out. It's obviously not an ideal situation for the team, but uh, and I'm not saying anything's been imminent, but it's been talked about for so yeah. long. How difficult? This is no surprise. Yeah. How difficult is it for for a team to navigate through something like this in your mind? Yeah, I, I, without a doubt, it's been a uh, the situation isn't. <laughs> anywhere close to what you'd want and then you understand on both chick and on the team side that they want to kind of figure out a way to get this done and um he's been great for us this year you look at what he's done since he's came back he's done everything that uh that you could hope for and uh um hopefully that it's a unique situation and hopefully it can get resolved as quickly as possible and um he's excited uh to play hockey i know he wants to play and uh at the same time, we as a group, as an organization, uh, the management, they made a decision. And so that's, <laughs> it's one of those things in, in, in hockey that you don't, and in sports in general, that as a player, you don't really think about until you're in those situations. Yeah. And it's, it's the business side of the game. And when it happens, it's always, uh, it's always difficult. Well, let me ask you this. Theoretically, I, I'm curious, what is the appropriate reaction inside the dressing room and, and maybe even in the Valley about this? Because when, when you look at the short-term future and what's ahead of the team in terms of playing at ASU and all that, um, I, I think it's somewhat appropriate for a player who wants to win to say, you know what, I, I'd like to be elsewhere. Is it? Do you find it to be something where where players should be loyal throughout this or should there be some sort of empathy for guys who who might not want to be part of this short-term scenario um i i think both i think that yeah we we'd love all of our guys to 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 turn into great players and stick around and yet that's just not the way it works i mean you have to understand the situation and and you're, it's asking a lot of players to to do what we're kind of going through and to go through that. And in some situations, it doesn't line up with with them, and in other situations, it does. And it really, it's it's personal, and it goes through a whole ton of things that are going on away from the game, away from the rink. And you have to understand that the guys have lives too. Like it's not like they're just hockey players; they have lives and stuff going on. And 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 I think that's a big part of it. You have to see the human element side of it it's not fun it's it's but that's like the business side like as a player you have to see the business side of it and then to 
as an organization at times you have to see the human side of it and understand it. Yep. Shane Doan, Coyotes Chief Hockey Development Officer, our guest every Tuesday here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, Bick and I were talking about it. We both got a chance to go to the Super Bowl uh, on Sunday and, and witness uh, the, the splendor that is the Philadelphia sports fan and they're booing Cowboys for getting into the Hall of Fame. They're booing Dak Prescott for winning Man of the Year. Uh, my question to you is were, in your career, were Philly fans, uh, were they the nastiest to visiting players? And if not, who was? <laughs> I don't, you know what? Um, yeah, when they were in the spectrum, it was like we played in the spectrum in the beginning of my career, and that was a different environment than the new, uh, I don't even know what the new stadium's called now that well, changed it a couple Fargo, times. Fargo, right? Yeah, because it was the first union, which was a great. That's a great uh, initial for a stadium. But it did kind of fit along with the Philly theme, Shane. That almost got over my head, and I caught it right before it got past me. (laughs) But that was a great, um, you know, example of the Philly. You you, might have heard that a few times when you walked into that stadium. But you know who had some fans that were ruthless? Well, they had like one or two fans, and that's all it takes was uh, in L.A. They had a guy that sat behind the bench in LA that was nonstop and actually hilarious and ruthless and so fun to listen to and not fun when he was on you, but it was fun to listen to when he was going after really? other guys. So he's one yeah. of those guys that like kept it above board, but probably researched your whole career and your background just yep. so he had material. And and would have like personal like he would go after your trainers he would go after everybody and the, uh, not in a way that was like well there no it was it was not above board all the time okay. but there was sometimes it was still it was still really funny like he'd still be uh, he'd go after Tony Silva or one trainer all the time and it was so funny and he would be laughing and when he did that he was always above board with those ones uh, gotcha. donor there was a time when I thought the Coyotes were piecing together a super team when they brought in Brett Hull and they brought in Mike Ricci and I'm like, oh, I love this team. The lockout came and and Brett gained about, well, we won't go there. (laughs) The super super team never really happened for the Coyotes. What do you think of Kevin Durant coming to the Valley? Oh my goodness. Uh, You know what? I am... I love Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and so that's always tough and in order to get someone great, you have to give up some really good pieces, but how cool is that? I mean, uh, he's got to be in the top 10 players to play in the game. And to whenever you can add somebody like that, that has a pedigree that he has. And and then you, you still have, like, you have the ability to spread the floor the way that they can. And I'm just excited. I'm really excited. Um, my son and I went to a few of the games last year in the playoffs and where it was so fun and um, hopefully this year we'll get a chance to do it again and have them go on a long run and It'd be nice for them to do something special. Yeah. I, I got to ask you before we leave, too, and we're talking to Shane Doan, Coyotes Chief Hockey Development Officer here on Arizona Sports. Uh, there was so much reaction to the late penalty call in the Super Bowl that benefited the Chiefs, went against the Eagles. I think it was a penalty. Um, it, it's unfortunate that it had to end that way, especially the way the game was officiated. But there's so much vitriol and so many strong opinions on it. What was yours, Shane? Um... I was cheering. I, I, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan, so I was kind of cheering for them. But it, it, I, I heard somebody yesterday explain it like it's like getting a 
a, a speeding ticket going 65 over a 60. Like, it's against the rules, but it's not, like, against the rules. And yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty good explanation. and That was me who said it on this show. That's the truth. Somebody. I was waiting for you to jump in. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in, Jared. But I wasn't. I was going to just open the door for you. But um, at the same time, I don't. I. It's a penalty. So it's a penalty. <laughs> if I was only cheering for the other team, I would have been losing my mind. So. <laughs> I think it was a joke, but whatever. Do you know, Donor, they had 63 pass attempts prior to that, not one single PI. Where defensive holding was called. It was a clean game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I did see that. I did notice all that and see all that. Did you ever hey, have like an that's official? That's a tough one. Yeah, you ever have an official in hockey where you're like, they're just eager to call a five minute penalty on somebody. And you're like, dude, get the whistle out of your mouth. Quit looking yeah. for something to call. Oh, it gets me. It gets me so fired up sometimes when it's like the refs want to be part of the game. Yes. And, that's that's and yet their job is so difficult and I never ever want to be like I appreciate the good ones so much and I think that's the thing that you recognize that when they're good you don't really notice them and when yeah. they're not then you seem to want to talk about them all the time that is true and that's a hard job to to be part of donor always good to talk to you enjoy the rest of your week and we will talk to you next Tuesday